Hello and welcome to a Miniatures Monthly Intermission. My name is Chris Thurston and here I am uh, by myself. Uh, today is uh, Sunday, the 2nd of September and it was today that we were going to be recording the already pretty substantially delayed Miniatures Monthly 18. However, unfortunately, Tom is under the weather today, some post-Gamescom lurgy and as such, we're probably going to be recording it in the next week hopefully couple of weeks recording a miniatures month takes a little while because of the uh the fact that we play a game and 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 do some battle report stuff and also the fact that obviously the longer we've left it the more news has piled up uh i appreciate that now we're staring down the backlog of not just kill team but adeptus titanicus the return of lord of the rings and that's just within the games workshop kind of ecosystem so there's loads to talk about and as a result we're going to have to wait a little longer the reason i'm recording this is partly so that people who don't necessarily follow us on on twitter or are part of the discord can uh find out what's going on by having something uh some little five minutes or however long of disappointment slide directly into their itunes or whatever feed but also because um i had been holding out on the uh, for the occasion of the next episode to talk a little bit about the live event that we're going to do in november and so that we don't wait too much longer i wanted to establish some of those details uh, right now so uh the uh long-awaited uh first uh in real life miniatures monthly event which i haven't really come up with a good name for i'm calling it the miniatures monthly weekend at the moment uh i guess we'll we'll go with that it's going to take place in cardiff uk obviously on the 17th to 18th of november that's a saturday sunday at firestorm games which is very central it's one of my favorite gaming venues for this kind of thing uh, as discussed on a previous episode, the reason we've gone with this venue is because it is game system agnostic to allow people to play things that aren't, for example, Game Workshop products, which would have been a limitation if we'd gone to Warhammer World. Um, and also because it is a good mix of a big location that can give us enough space, but also it's central within Cardiff, so there's things to do, and it's a little bit more accessible for people who don't drive, uh, for example, me and Tom. So uh, that's why we've gone for it. We did, however, move the dates last week. We were originally planning the week prior until a, a listener very uh, uh, happily pointed out, fortunately pointed out, that uh, there are international rugby games in Cardiff every Saturday in November. Uh, we were at that time uh, on the same day as an Australia-Wales rugby game, which had a was likely to tie up the city centre. So in order to dodge that, we've moved it to a kind of less packed weekend. Uh, and thankfully, Firestorm have been okay with that. So... If you're interested in coming, the plan is this. We're going to basically have a big, uh, you know, set of tables of our own, um, probably about one quarter of the hall, I'm hoping, um, for both the Saturday and the Sunday. And we are going to be doing basically anything people want to do. So if you want to play 40K or you want to play Kill Team or Shadespire or Age of Sigma or X-Wing, uh, second edition, which will be out by then, will have been out for a while, or anything really, card games. Whatever you want to play, there'll be open table space for you to do so. And for war games, that will also include access to uh, Firestorm's full access, like range of terrain. And they have quite a lot. So that's a good thing. Take some pressure off uh, bringing stuff. Um, that will be available to everybody for the entire weekend. On the Saturday, uh, the current plan is to do a kind of ambitious uh, AOS narrative game slash event. And we're still putting down the exact details of this because it will tie into Tom and I's campaign uh, that we've been playing over the course of this podcast and that has had its own hiatus because of Tom and I both being so busy. What it will involve is uh, Tom and I facing off in probably in some kind of climactic fashion in one 
probably afternoon spanning mega game that will take up quite a lot of space. While this is happening, we will support uh, every other size of game of AOS uh, based on who comes and what sides they want to support happening around the room. And uh, f- basically those side games will feed into the main game. You probably almost certainly through a respawn mechanic that will allow uh, sort of successes and failures in the other games, whether that's holding an objective for a turn or winning a game of skirmish to feed reinforcement points back to either Tom or I based on who you'd like to support. I'm we're kind of flesh this out and make sure it works. We're going to do a lot of testing and things like that to make sure it's, it's not totally busted. But the idea is that rather than have everyone on a massive table, which might end up a bit ungainly and make people feel like they didn't really meaningfully participate uh, and also might prevent people from playing. If they only have a couple of models, we want to break everything down into, into games of all different sizes of varying, you know, degrees of, of, um, of length uh, where people can sort of say, you know, leave their mark on our campaign by saying like, well, we won this battle here, which then fed into this event happening elsewhere. Um, play all simultaneously over the course of basically an afternoon and hopefully have a lot of fun doing it. So what this means practically is that even if you don't really play Age of Sigmar, if it's something that you're interested in getting involved in, then you don't need loads of models to participate in some part of it. I will almost certainly bring some of my stuff that I won't be using, my non-Zinch stuff, uh, to lend to people if they want to play. So, and that's also a good idea if you do have lots of Age of Sigma stuff, uh, basically bring as much as you can, because I hope we'll find a use for all of it, because it's something I'd like the whole community to kind of do together. That'll be on the Saturday, uh, because it's the day I imagine most people will be able to attend. Then the Saturday afternoon, evening, basically when we're finished, uh, we will be uh, recording an episode of the podcast live. Uh, that's a big old question mark over how that's going to work, but we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And then following that, there will be some kind of social event in the evening. So drinks, basically a uh, pub, basically. So if you'd like to attend, those are the principal details, you know, the will that you need to know there will be, uh, I think it's a five pound a day fee per person, simply for use of the space, uh, which is pretty reasonable in terms of how much, um, we're getting out of it. Um, and at the moment we have a capacity of probably about 40 people. So if you'd like to attend the thing you need to do in the next, uh, uh sort of week, I guess I'll, I'll probably tweet with a more defined time limit on this, but at the moment it's basically just to confirm interest that we'd already gauged is email us, uh, the new email address, which is events at com. That's events at com. And all I really need is a basic RSVP with, uh, your name really. And I'm going to make a, a spreadsheet of this uh, name and email address, but obviously you've emailed us. So I'll get that information. And then, um, when uh, I'm due to talk to Firestorm next week about some more specific details. And then as the time comes, if we do need to arrange any kind of, uh, payment, that'll probably be at the, at the venue on the day rather than requiring tickets being bought in advance. But if we have a huge rush of interest and we have to start thinking about, uh, numbers specifically then it will be on a first come first serve basis so that's that's what the rsvp allows us to fairly determine hope that makes sense now if you want to get more granular than that and arrange specific games or set something up for yourself like consider this space yours to use so um that's what uh, our discord is very good for so there's both the role models channel where people hang out but also the role models rollout channel which is for the previous series of of, um, live meetups that the community has arranged i'm hoping that we can use that sort of apparatus to arrange more specific things like, Hey, I want to do shade spa, for example, or even I want to do a mini blood bowl tournament. If there are enough people who want it, um, I will do my best to make sure that we have the space to make it happen. And that is, that is the plan for November 17th 
to 18th. And I really hope to see loads of you there. That would be a lovely time. Uh, good. So once again, um, apologies that Miniatures Monthly has ended up, you know, for the first time since we started the podcast, uh, hitting a series of stumbling blocks. Really what it comes down to is, uh, both a combination of, of midsummer kind of, uh, work crunch, uh, affecting both Tom and I, particularly Tom around Gamescom, but also just, just wall to wall weddings. I've been away on so many weekends, you wouldn't believe it. And this is actually for me, and maybe even to talk about something relevant to the podcast has coincided with a sort of strange hobby surge followed by a pretty substantial slump. So, um, last month I finished painting my Zangor, as we talked about on the Age of Sigmar special pod, the last one we did. And after that, simply being sort of freed of that, um, uh, sort of like six month mega project, which I'm very pleased with, but nonetheless was a, a bit of an albatross. I had a huge rush of, um, just energy for, for getting stuff done. So I painted uh, a Magister to Chaos Spawn. I'll put some pictures of these in the show notes. I'm hoping that they'll make their debut in, in the game that uh, we'll play next for the next episode. Uh, so sort of Mozinchian heroes and, and some sort of stuff I've been having, you know, wanted to do for a while, Kale Spawn specifically. Uh, I painted, uh, a whole set of Azerite ruins, uh, using a, a new method, um, that I found or basically nicked from the army, uh, from the Warhammer world, uh, terrain team for getting terrain done quickly to a, a decent standard, which I'm really pleased with. And I'll probably talk about that in more detail in the next episode. Um, and then I hit a really big brick wall. So this is going to be my, you know, some of content for this afternoon's mini, 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 mini episode is going to be, uh, what can stop your flow. So what it was is painting a Cursling, which is a each hero model that I really love. It's based on the old village, the, the Cursling named character from Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Uh, it's a fine cast model because it used to be a metal model. And, uh, fine cast resin, if you're not aware, is not like Forge World resin, which tends to be of a very high quality. Uh, fine cast is a lottery and it is often your only way to get certain sculpts. And, uh, the only previous fine cast model I have done was my Herald of Zinch on disc, where the fact that the staff is a little bit bendy and there's some sort of gribbly bits on his limbs is okay because he's a pink horror. Like there's, you know, is acceptable. Uh, the curse thing is a, a complex model. It's a armored figure with another with a wizard growing out of his shoulder, holding a sword and a staff and a flail. And there's lots of different parts of it that, um, required quite a lot of work to, in some cases, carve out of the resin. Um, I tried lots of things from, from obviously the sanding and the carving and the smoothing down, uh, to, um, using hot water and cold water baths to try and straighten resin pieces that in the end just kind of refused to become, um, completely straight. And as somebody who has a, a pretty deep perfectionist streak when it comes to hobby, that stuff just, uh, uh you know, this is a subject I'd like to return to actually, but that stuff really gets to me, like knowing that something's not going to be perfect and then painting it. Um, was fun, but time consuming in combination, in combination with the imperfection of fine cast, basically just sapped all of the life out of hobby for me for about three weeks. Um, I just couldn't make any kind of headroom. I tried sort of dabbling with other projects, including a kill team, uh, a pretty fun kill team that I'm, I'm also working on, um, which hopefully will be ready by the time we record the next episode. But, uh, because I feel, I feel bad for denying, uh, for, for delaying the episode again, I'll tell you what it is. So I'm working on a Necron kill team, which people might come as a bit of a surprise to, uh, people who know the things I typically do. Um, but I'm doing some, 
uh, conversions that I'll put some pictures of in the show notes. So I'm doing working on a Necron kill team uh, whose conceit is that because um, I like the fact that one of the uh, possible options for a kill team uh, for a Necron kill team in the book is um, is a sort of punishment detail. Necrons that have for whatever reason failed that overlord and been sent out on these sort of suicide missions. And uh, based on I've been I've been thinking a lot about Necrons for about six months for some reason. I, I like the new fiction quite a lot. I like robots make me laugh um they're all basically calculon i'm a big fan of both of these things so the conceit is a sort of a necron punishment detail made up of necrons have all gone a little bit wrong and a little bit eccentric for whatever reason so the leader is uh has i've given him a sort of uh sort of a, a banner or a kind of half cape kind of thing and he uh is convinced that he's still fighting on behalf of in a different king in a different war and has been sent out uh, uh for this reason um, but the one that's taking me the longest is uh, my communications expert, my Necron Immortal kind of comms officer. And I couldn't figure out what uh, it meant to be a comms officer if you're a Necron uh, for really obvious reasons, um, because they, you know, their technology is imperceptibly uh, advanced. And I mean, imperceptible because it's so advanced. It's all, you know, like uh, ephemeral in some way. So how would you indicate? I didn't want to stick an antenna on him. Uh, so, uh, and then again, one of my favorite, um, little kind of role playing teases in the kill team core book is the notion that some Necrons become acquisitive. They just start taking things. So this is a, a Necron immortal, um, who has taken to collecting radios and things he think might be radios. So there is a, a Skitarii communications backpack uh, in his little satchel that he's made out of barbed wire. Um, there's a, uh, Mark three space Marine helmet. Cause obviously that's got, you know, communication and gear in it. There's a Harlequin mask, which is a form of, of communication. Uh, it's also got the skull of a very loud orc, uh, because I imagine him assuming that that is, is how, how orc technology, uh, quote unquote technology functions. And then building this and doing these conversions while also doing, uh, uh wrestling with fine cast had the effect of basically everything looking really rubbish at the same time. And I'm just climbing out of that now. And it's amazing. It's been amazing to me what, um, what an arresting effect that can have on maybe my hobby, but hobby generally. And, um, it's been interesting breaking out of that slump. And, um, I think partly, um, hard to do because, uh, with repeated delays to minis monthly, uh, not having, uh, like a firm deadline has, has made it more difficult for me to sort of get that motivation up to really finish something. And I tried to pride myself on, on finishing things and all of this kind of taken in aggregate and, and, you know, taking other projects on like sorting out my bits box and doing all of this stuff. One thing I realized at the end of all of this, the curse thing is finished now and see my Instagram, but I'll put a picture in the show notes as well. Um, all of this in aggregate, what it amounted to was I had turned a lot of different things about my hobby into quite complex work in some way. And this is something that I definitely have a habit of doing as my, both my career and this, the podcasts I do attest is if I'm passionate about something, I eventually find a way of turning it into work. And the solution to just feeling this sort of lack of motivation, um, actually turned out to be to sort of let myself do other things for a bit, play more video games than I have been, but also, um, allow myself to not feel guilty about the shame pile that's building up or the unpainted models on my desk. And if I simply sit down for half an hour a day to get some hobby done, to just do the thing I actually want to do in that moment. So 
in addition to all of these things that I've been working on, I've got, you know, um, half undercoated, you know, uh, malign sorcery spells in various states of completion. I've got chaos Lord in a million sub assemblies that still needs working on. And I realized that if I sat down and simply did half an hour of something useful, I would eventually kind of get, um, get through the difficult things. And that's eventually how I ended up finishing the curse thing, but also how I, um, would sort of claw back some of that, um, feeling of, um, making progress and help me kind of remember that this is a hobby and something people do for fun. So if, if, if it's not fun in the moment, there is no reason to spend more time on it than you actually want to. So between all of that and, um, over the course of the last month, I've kind of maybe come over a bit of a hill hobby wise, and I'm now looking forward to finish things, things off as I record this, my freshly base coated or undercoated Necrons, which means literally that they've been sprayed with lead belts are drying downstairs. They'll get a wash and then they'll be kind of most of the way there. And then as this, as the gears start to click into place, I'm really looking forward to getting more done over, uh, over the next couple of weeks and kind of. Um, particularly with so many exciting things on the horizon from X-Wing 2nd Edition to our event in November uh, to uh, kill, kill Team Campaign in my local store that I'm really excited to get involved in. All of these things kind of coming together mean that I can kind of remember that, oh, hang on, this is something I do uh, for fun, not something I do because I have to. And that all taken together has been a pretty positive kind of uh, experience. And I've monologued about it now for a good uh, five minutes. So I'm going to stop talking and let you get on with, uh, whatever it is you're building or painting or playing at the moment. In any case, thank you for listening. Apologies again that we've delayed the podcast again. Uh, but we will be back within the next couple of weeks, um, with episode 18. And that might entail maybe a changing cadence of the podcast. It might, obviously it'll stay monthly because I don't want to rename it. But it might mean that we go to a mid-month or it might simply be that it arrives at a different point in the month based on when Tom and I could both find time. Uh, but either way, we'll be back. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to email us a question for the next episode, bear in mind there is a backlog at that at this point because we have done bad and not done pod. Um, but you can email us at miniatures at creightoncrowbar.com. The email address for the event again is events at creightoncrowbar.com. You can find uh, me on Instagram for my miniature stuff at Exit Warp and Tom on Instagram for his miniature stuff at Ludo Paints Minis. We are on Twitter at Miniatures Monthly. And that's about it. Oh, of course, thank you to our Patreon backers without whom we would not be able uh, to sort of support the kind of surrounding Crate and Crowbar side projects like th this one. Um, thank you once again. If you sub because of Miniatures Monthly, obviously you're not getting charged for that, but I apologize again that we have been behind. Thanks very much for listening and we will catch you very soon.